okay, here it is. This is the beginning of what will hopefully be many years of solid income for myself via the airwaves online, radio on the internet, as they say. Um, happy to be here. This is Jake Loft. All right, a lot of stuff going on this week. We had the Oscars that nobody watched, classic awards show. Uh, I think they're uh, 300 or something years old now. I don't even know what movies were invented, but I haven't watched one since 2009 at least. Um, that was up this week. Brad Pitt was on there. He uh, had some kind of joke. I didn't see it or hear anything about it, really. I heard from exactly one person who is going to be joining me here momentarily. Uh, Brad Pitt went up there and said, well, I've got 45 seconds. That's 45 more seconds than John Bolton had in the United States Senate. Hilarious, right? Everybody knows that Brad Pitt is known for his comedic roles in, in Hollywood, right? You know, Fight Club was hilarious. Uh, Ocean's Eleven, also very, very funny movie. Uh, and now, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, who he, or what is the movie that he uh, allegedly won, won an award for? I don't even know if he won. I don't know what it was for. I just know that he said the stuff. And uh, he is, he, just in case anybody was wondering, he actually isn't a comedic actor. <laughs> um, so that, that went on. Nobody watched it. Uh, another thing that nobody watched was Democratic Debates. That was last week. Friday, I think I learned an hour before that they were on, that they were coming on, and I immediately watched something else, just like the rest of America. A very important thing that is ruining the world is occupational licensing. That's a tough topic for uh, some people to understand. What that means is uh, the government requires a lot of skills-based workers to pay a fee and get a piece of paper to hang on their wall that says they paid the fee, and it generally has nothing to do with training or quality of work and pretty much only gets the little man down oftentimes little men of color it's almost generous i'm sorry to cut in here but it's almost generous to say that it's uh skilled workers that have to get these occupational licenses our workforce is so extreme these days and the government wants to butt their head in every place they can one in four jobs in america sorry to cut you off there but one in four jobs it's not skilled workers it's everyone they're coming for you next <laughs> one in four 25 percent of jobs that is my man thomas bradbury who I've been trying to get on for a long time. I know this is the first episode, but I tell you, I've been waiting for at least eight months for him to sit down with me and uh, offer his opinions on things. And he has some good ones. Previously, he was involved in um, the state legislature in Missouri. And, uh, hashtag Mo Ledge. Yep, hashtag Mo Ledge. If uh, anybody out there is listening, go ahead and retweet this. Hashtag Mo Ledge. Maybe the governor will see it. <laughs> um, he worked in uh, policy-based positions, continues to do so, uh, has a lot of good opinions on licensing reform, um, and that is, we do support reform, to be clear, we don't support occupational licensing, it's pretty much bad all across the board. Uh, if, if we're looking at uh, the favorite economist of famed economist herself, she has an econ degree, degree AOC. Uh, she thinks Mil Milton Keynes? Is that what she said? Milton Keynes. Yeah. Yeah, that's class classic economist that everybody knows about from the 30s. Milton Keynes. What she meant to say was John Maynard Keynes. Uh, somehow she confused John Maynard Keynes and Milton Friedman. Uh, you couldn't get more polar opposites out there to confuse. But uh, she managed to do it. I, some some people say she has an econ degree, but uh, you, you never know these days. I don't think she has any degree. 
Um, but that is not necessary to be in the legislature. I don't care if you have a degree or not. Um, but yes, she does have an, a degree in economics. But I, I would say our boy Milton Friedman, though, he makes the case that basically, he, he goes so far to say in his book, uh, Love and Capitalism, uh, that's not the name of it, but he goes Love, as, love <laughs> and Capitalism. You know, he goes as far to say that occupational licensing shouldn't even exist for doctors. I don't know if I'm that big of a hardliner. I think there's some role for them, but uh, tell me about what you read in Reason recently. Yeah, I saw in Reason. Milton Friedman would love Reason. Uh, should be a little bit more prominent, honestly. They got the best takes. Um, I saw in Reason last week, a friend of mine showed me this, that uh, there uh, something like 118 handymen were arrested for not having handyman licenses. And they weren't just arrested, they didn't cause any problems. It was completely set up by the Sheriff's Department in Florida, in the county of Florida, a sting operation. Man, do I feel safer that these people are out of work. <laughs> I mean, come on! We gotta get these guys off the streets. <laughs> but, but the way to get them off the streets is gonna send them to the streets because we're gonna harm everyone's ability to earn a living. That's what these occupational life. I Imagine the egregiousness here. Police, you pay them with our tax dollars to protect us. What are they doing? They're just protecting people from earning a living. I mean, this is how bad it is out here. I feel a lot safer knowing that these con artists are off the streets. You know, I, I, I don't know what I would do with myself if I let somebody without a license come into my house and unscrew a toilet. Which is what, wow, they, got oh, these, yeah, that's what they got these guys. Toilets, wow. Yeah, they, they would hire them. They would go round them up off the street, I guess. I don't know what, what they, I don't know if they had a website or what, a handyman apply here or something. I, but they, I, I, there's a different approach that I've seen used. There's a, generally, if you're in the right neighborhood, there's a group outside of the Home Depot. And these guys work. These guys work hard. I mean, uh, to say that the government needs to tell me that I can't hire someone, that uh, especially for, again, these aren't just skilled jobs. They can be low-skilled jobs. If I can say I can't hire the man at the Home Depot who just wants food and maybe a Home Depot hot dog. Jake was telling me the other day he's never had a Home Depot hot dog. And I, I've never seen them sell hot dogs at Home Depot. He's before. not going I've to the right Home Depot. I usually go to, go to Home Depot to buy lumber, but it is great to know that they have so many offerings that they're able to um, provide and, food. And they also have people that want you to offer them something, and it's a day's work. Is there anything more noble than a day's work? No. Is there anything more chicken soup for the soul than a good day's work? A hard day's work. It's by the Beatles, right? I mean, I think it's a hard day's work. But if, it, but if it was up to our government, I mean, think about it. If it was up to our government, they want to block all that. And I mean, it, I look at state policy. So I, I do federal, I do state, I look at it all. But I'm just going to tell you how absurd these things are. If you were in Connecticut, for example, this past year, uh, they, they value the lives of trees more than they do humans because they want to protect the jobs. And it, really, it's a job creation bill. I'm talking, I'm talking right here about HB 5308. If you wanted to clear, if you if you're a part of the government and you want to clear the Department of Transportation, if you want to be able to clear a tree, a, a, a bush, a shrub, Something in your way that's causing havoc on the road, making the streets unsafe. You'd have to find one of the, I'm sure there's plenty of nice, good 
well-meaning arborist. But to think that you have to get your plan approved by an arborist <laughs> to remove a tree that's impeding a roadway? I mean, we have lost our minds. Thankfully, that one did not pass. But that, that's just an example of how old crazy. When's the last, Jake, have you cut down a tree before? Uh, yeah, I, uh, I know how to use a chainsaw, and I don't need some bureaucrat who's never used a, a saw in their life to tell me whether or not I know how to use one. And, like, I celebrate Arbor Day like everyone else. I go out, I find my nearest tree, and I hug it. But that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't mean I need occupational licensure Man. to tell me that someone needs to be approving when we are... These trees are literally making people less safe. But the government wants to employ some arborist who they uh, created all these occupational licenses for. So, uh, ooh. Yeah, for what it's worth, I hug three or four trees a week just to make sure that karma's good. Uh, I do it more for the social cost of carbon. I think if I'm not going to be nice to the trees, uh, when are they going to come for me? That's, you know, first, that is. If first they came for our carbon... Uh, it, once they came for the trees, who was there to speak for me, you know? The, the tree... I, I guess. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, I saw a really good use of police recently. Speaking of clearing roads, uh, this, oh, yeah. this is not about occupational licensing, but I, I, was, I too, actually had two really good examples of police work that I want to share. Uh, one of them, I was being a good Samaritan, and I pulled over on the side of the road to help somebody jumpstart their car. Wow. And yeah, I thought it was really Man of the people. Yeah, and um, I couldn't get it done. There was, it turned out it was something something else was going on with their car, I think, because I could get it to turn over. Uh, and so I, uh, I went ahead and left them. I said, well, I'm sorry that I can't help you. And then as I drove, past, I, I blocked from there, I passed the mechanic. So being the good Samaritan that I am, I turned around and I went back to tell them that there was a mechanic shop right around the corner. And, I'm, and while I was doing that, I saw that the police had showed up probably to write these guys a ticket, not to help or do any sort of service on their car. Um, and then they would probably likely have it towed, right? Because the car doesn't start. And mm -hmm. so uh, I turned back around and went back to around my business. And uh, 10 minutes later, I went back to where that was at and everything was gone. And there's no way that, the, that they could have gotten a tow truck there in that, in that amount of time. You think they helped the guy? I think they helped the guy. Wow. Yeah. I think the police... Actually, got public service. Did I applauded? I sat in my in my in my car and just gave them a round of applause. Um, imagine if police, instead of cracking down on these home on the handyman, on the handyman that are just trying to get food on their table. You know, this guy, this guy on the road, could have used a good handyman. Like, could have fixed his car. We don't need to tie the police up with trivial matters such as that, but they should be happy to help. Uh, and then, well, and another thing that I uh, recently, since then, I saw uh, some debris in the road on the highway and he had a police officer pulled over and shut quickly shut the road down just one lane not a, not an inconvenience to anybody as it should be um it was out there himself just picking up the debris that oh, was a good, good yeah, yeah. use of public resources i thought yeah that's yeah, very nice for sure they shouldn't be setting up sting operations to get this is crazy this this whole sting that they set up even it was they would bring them in to to do work that they're allowed allowed Quotes allowed to do without a license. Also, you know, honestly, license should be in quotes too, because this is not a license for anything. It's like a receipt for paying the government money. And um, it's like a driver's license you have to like pass a test for. And, uh, well, which is also, I, you know, I the legitimacy of driver's license is also keeps me up at night, but that, that's for another time. <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> these, these, 
these police officers, sheriff's department even, elected in a way, <laughs> um, they would get these people in here to do tasks that you're not allowed to, that you're allowed to do without a license, and then while they were there, ask them to do other things that you do need a license for, which includes laying tile and unscrewing a toilet and painting. How? <laughs> I'm just thinking back to when I was a high school student. I was a big uh, football guy, so I didn't really have time to like have a normal job. I was always playing sports, always doing stuff. So me and my brother created the uh, Bradbury Brothers Lawn and Labor Company. Oh, that's that's illegal. No completely way. illegal. Yeah. We we yeah. didn't we didn't we were union mandated fees. We weren't getting paid a prevailing wage. <laughs> we, uh, we got paid what our neighbors wanted us to pay. <laughs> I laid tiles. It's funny that you. I I nice. have laid tile. I have. Uh, Pour up carpet, put carpet in. I mean, I work with my hands. Do you think? You ever lay any pipe? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, that's he, a, he, he was on the football team. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I am a proud member of the Pipe Players Union. That's the only union I support, by the way. But <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you had your illegal lawn care business, and you went out there, you did all sorts of things. Made, made great money. It helped get me a leg up before I got to college. I was able to uh, afford gas for my car, you know. Just the very easy things that helped me get through high school well. And and gas was expensive then. Gas was so time. expensive. It was, before, it was before we dedicated ourselves to, you know, actually drilling in our own country. Uh, we didn't have to rely on the foreign influence, and we didn't have to start all these uh, meaningless wars in uh, the Middle East. Yeah, that's you know? true. There uh, was a time whenever uh, gas prices was had front page news, price of gas, and it was so high. Yeah, <laughs> we don't need that anymore. <laughs> don't hear about that anymore. And we shouldn't, uh, unless they want to put the social price of carbon on our gas price. <laughs> That's a story for another That's day. That's another time. That's but, another uh, hour. Back, back to occupational licensing. I mean, th this stuff's crazy. So I, I just talked about how when I had a high school job, I just, you know, went out and did it. There's a lot of people that a, a good first job for them is being like a pharmacy tech at Walmart. Think about that. Nothing nothing is as, as wholesome as a good middle America pharmacy I used, I used to be, a, my, one of my roommates in college was actually a pharmacy tech at Walgreens. Wow, see? Yeah. Was, yeah. Would you, was he at the time, you know, like, uh, was he an expert? Do you think he really needed to be a uh, hard licensed individual to perform that job? Um, no, I, I think he, anybody, if, if he could do that, I think anybody, he, he wasn't an expert in anything except for, like, knocking on doors for Bernie Sanders. Wow. Yeah. yeah it's he, amazing those people are employed, actually. Right. Uh, yeah. I respect that, actually. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't think, I think that he uh, was able to perform the job. So, but if you were in Pennsylvania, I would be worried, because they have House Bill 770 last year, where if you wanted to be a pharmacy tech, not only would you have to pass some mandated training and all kinds of fees that you'd have to pay, you'd also have to have a current pharmacist vouch that you're a person of quote-unquote good moral character. Wow, I've never met a pharmacist that has good moral character in their entire life, in my entire life. <laughs> they, maybe sometime in their life they did, but they abandoned that as soon as they became a legal drug dealer. These guys, yeah, these guys are out there dealing drugs. <laughs> <laughs> we have an opioid crisis on our hands, and they're over here deciding... <laughs> Who and who can't count the pills for them? Come on, what a waste of time. What, what a complete waste of time. And uh, thankfully, that did not get all the way through the process. That only passed the House. But think about this. Out of 180 or so reps in, in Pennsylvania, only 25 said, 
you know, maybe we shouldn't make kids or low-skilled individuals come to us and beg us to be told that we can do the job we want to do. The, the, I mean, what are the job opportunities out there for people that want to be a farm tech? I, the, the whole thing with these occupational licensures, who is it actually helping? It's just protecting the people that already do the job from having any competition. I mean, these are the most protectionist things, and they just raise the costs to everyone. I mean, the, the costs of now going to the pharmacy in Pennsylvania would have gone up because they're going to have to pay more money to get these licensed farm techs rather than someone else. And often the same people that are that are supporting these these types of things are the ones that are just railing against the prices of drugs. Like, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, they want Pelosi's drug plan. They want price controls. But, oh, yeah, no, they want to pass legislation. As that, soon as it, it comes to, let it, to letting the... Uh, uh, let less educated members of society get ahead, get a step ahead. They want nothing to do with it. I mean, it, it gets worse than that, though. If you look at uh, job trainings in prisons, that's a big thing. And if we want to fight, um, fight so people don't uh, don't commit more crimes, what's what's going to get them back on track fastest? And I think it's a good paying job. What would you say, Jake? Yeah, especially if you're just coming out of prison and, like, you got nothing. You have nothing to your name, right? You, the only thing you have on you is the clothes that you were wearing when you got to prison. And, but here, here's the thing. There, uh, a lot of good job trainings going on. But imagine you go through this hard job trainings when you're in jail only to get out and to be told because of your time in jail, you can't get a job in the sector that you just had the training in. That is how crazy right. this stuff is. Gosh. What are they, you know, yeah, and then we talk about prison reform and everything, but they never talk about that. Why don't we eliminate the licensing program and then that, then the prison, and, and or even these, these guys come out of jail, they're ready, they're ready to go unscrew toilets for a living or whatever. For, for and now they'd be thrown back in the right back in there. Right. That's the thing. They're talking about this prison to school pipeline thing, right? Which, which is a real thing. And, and a real problem. And if you and, and the people fighting against it are either too blind to see that they are creating the problem themselves or they're corrupt. I, I think uh, corruption might be part of it. I think it's probably. But I, I think the, the real issue here is no one speaks for the man in jail. The man or woman in jail, no one cares about them. Society just wants to lock them in a cage, and when they get out, no one cares about them. But here's something that I, I'll give you a good thing on occupational licensure. Michigan decided to say, hey, if you have a criminal conviction and you haven't had one in 10 years, guess what? You, that won't bar you from getting an occupational license now. Well, 10-year waiting period. Nothing says liberty like that. Whoa, 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 whoa. What are you doing 10 years We ago? need to give credit to, <laughs> to at least they passed something. At least they did something. I mean, 10 years is a while, but this is, like, major. The fact that in all these other states, in so many of these other states, these people, even after 10 years, it doesn't... You could have been committing a low-level level drug crime, which was a felony then, in most of these states... And 30 years could pass, and you couldn't get a job because these arbitrary licensure requirements? I mean, how crazy is that? That is why we have to give credit where credit is due. HB 4044 in Michigan was a big help. Yes, for sure. And, you know, another thing is reciprocity for military members and their spouses. Oh, that's that's everywhere. But the, the thing that I think is crazy... Uh, 
why just them? We need to be having universal license reciprocity. When I leave one state and go to another, did my skills change? No, no, just, yeah, the, but, just but the standards of just whether or not standards. you're good at, at what you do change. And they're just made up by unelected, generally unelected bureaucrats um, who don't know anything about the industry that they're doing because they've been in government their entire lives. And their entire job is to make it hard for the little guy to get ahead, especially <laughs> if they move to your state. If they, if you move to a, to a new state, they, they're, the government of that state should be... They should be excited with open arms. They should be so excited. You're a tax-paying member of their yeah. with jobs that actually help. Yeah. Right? So, <laughs> so we, I see this all the time. People, they'll give the handout. They'll, they'll give the. It's not a handout. It's a hand up. Re reciprocity to military members and their spouses. Great idea. I say, why stop there? Give it to everybody. And, and so, like, there's there's some good reforms happening on this front. Like Alabama had SB 38 last year. They joined with 28 other states. There's a multi-state pact, but this is only for nurses. But think about this. There's traveling nurses all over. How great is that? That there's a whole profession where they found a shortage in the industry and somewhere where people really need help. People need this care. And so the states came together and were smart enough to say, hey, why don't we just have a standard license? And now we can all, we can all share the benefits of, of these well-trained nurses in our communities. I mean... And that is the reforms we should have going. And I, I mean, Jake mentioned earlier, I was in the Missouri legislature. There's a guy out there that's an absolute rock star on, this, on these issues. Missouri's own Derek Greyer. He's pushing forward something right now. HB 2046. It's not for every license, but for most of them. Reciprocity across state lines. I, what could be better for the community of St. Louis that has... People leaving every year. What could revitalize St. Louis more than saying, when you get here, you don't have to pass some arbitrary tests. Oh, that would be amazing. People, And especially right, being right next to Illinois. Illinois lost more people than any other state last year. And they're going to places like Tennessee or Texas. And Missouri could really use them. And it's right by there. This oh. is the type of thing that I think would really encourage people. People are leaving Illinois in droves. They just got rid of their Republican governor. And they got this... Jabba the Hutt looking multi-billionaire, J.D. Pritzker now. It's the first time they've had a Dem governor in a while. I saw him speak at a conference last week. And, oh, my gosh, the whole time he's just talking about how, oh, yeah, we have this union crisis with all the pensions. But then you actually look at what he passes, and it's all union protection things like pension spiking. And, oh, my God, it's just a disaster. And what's his big plan to save it? Oh, we're just going to increase taxes. Yeah, more taxes. What else? What else we got? What's going to scare away the people to come to Missouri more than higher taxes? I mean, and now we're going to say when you when Pritzker goes out and scares them away, now they can come to Missouri if they pass this bill and still perform their jobs. I think that's a great idea. That sounds awesome. Let's incentivize people to leave Illinois because they don't. They, they're they're already want to go. They're already leaving. We don't even incentivize people to leave Illinois. They they're doing that on their own. Bring them to Missouri. Missouri is a good place. I mean, it is. I, I lived there for six years. Uh, it was it was a time. Yeah, 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 for sure. We both used to live in Missouri. We're right. both veterans of the Bidmo Freedom Forum. Shout uh, out Steve Spellman. That's right. My man Steve Spellman used to have us on quite a bit. Uh, I had a, a, a KOPN, Columbia, Missouri. Check it out. I had Jeffrey Tucker come on before. The uh, Austrian economist came on the Midmo Freedom Forum wow. because I had talked to him at a conference and I, I told Steve Spellman about this and he goes, let's get him on. 
No way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, we need to bring some Austrian economics back. This is this is probably it's been probably four years now since I've done any good radio. You know. Well, this hopefully you know this is up to the listeners, of course, but I think this is some great radio. On the internet. Radio on the internet. Wow. Imagine that. Uh, think about this, though. Um, when's the last time you clipped your nails? Think about something like nail clipping. Um, Have you, do you ever file your nails? You know, I'm more of a nail biter. Oh, so, yeah. yeah I, you, I, uh, I, uh, <laughs> uh, one, uh, two. Um, but imagine if you were. Imagine <laughs> if you did. I have mean, a set of nail clippers in a minute. Yeah, but I, I do always appreciate the, the crap. But think about this. In Connecticut, they tried to pass a bill... This is the same arborist state, so let's get that out of the way. They're already You already know where oh, this is headed. Joe Scarborough lives in Connecticut. Sounds, sounds about like he would. If you want to be a nail technician, uh, so someone who does nails, you need a hundred hours of training. Who does that help? To force, to go into rooms and be trained for a hundred hours. Who is that helping? It's just keeping people from doing a job. Missouri had a bill, uh, shampooists. I don't know about you, but I do my shampoo every morning. I rub some in my hair. Have I ever thought to myself, wow, I need to be licensed by the state and pass 1,200 hours of esthetician training or, or hair braider? I mean, this stuff's just crazy. Yeah, you know this just in. I just got the just see that just seeing this right now. Um, Governor Laura Kelly from uh, Kansas is looking to pass universal licensing recognition in Kansas because quote she's very concerned about losing Kansans to Arizona. That's exactly about what we're just talking about. Think about this when uh, when Missouri passes this and Kansas passes this. And it sounds like sounds like Arizona. Sounds like Arizona is probably doing Arizona's some good stuff. Good, probably a great state to move to these days. Think, think about all that. Uh, think about the wealth that can transfer across these borders from all these high licensure states, and now come to Missouri, and they'll know I'm not just protected in my industry. There, I can practice wherever I want. Yeah. Is there anything better than the freedom to earn a living? That would be nice, you know. And the problem with this, you know, I don't want to say that. We need federal reform on this because, but that that would that would create reciprocity across everything. Um, I, uh, I have issues with yeah, that for interstate think, commerce. I'm not really interested in that. But that, you know, we we should at least try to get all the states on the same page. At least there's a there there is uh, benefits to all the states doing the right thing. I mean, don't need for, for example, my my brother's an attorney, and he just recently had passed the state bar in Colorado. But it's a uh, bar that's recognized in, well, I recognize a lot of bars, but this one is a bar that is recognized, the test at least, uh, in multi-jurisdictions. So my brothers can practice law in multi multiple areas. Um, um, so your, your brother can just walk into any bar that he wants <laughs> and then uh, start proclaiming legal facts? That's all. Depending. Depending on the bar. Depending on the state. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. but this this licensure stuff, I mean, it's out of control. It is out of control. And every time I see something good, for example, HB 260 in Rhode Island last year, they had a law where if you wanted to braid hair, it was 1,200 hours that you had to pass in training. 1,200 to braid hair. And I've never had my hair braided. That usually doesn't happen in my community. 
But what community are we making past these outrageous things on? Oh, is it the same communities the Democrats claim to champion? That's right, it's the black communities. The hair braiding licensing problem affects more members of the black community than any other community. And these Democrats, especially locally, they try to, and a lot of these licensing rules are, are oftentimes local, and they, they try to claim that they're the party of diversity and for minorities, and it is becoming increasingly but obvious. But not when they want to get a job. Right. You apply, <laughs> right. You, they, don't want them, they don't want them to work. They don't want them to go to a good school. They don't want, and, and want, if they let them out of prison, which they claim to want to do, they want them to go right back in because they, so they refuse to create opportunities for these people. It's crazy. This is like the 60s all over again. I mean, so at the same time that Rhode Island passes this great bill, the Hair, Hair Braiders Freedom Act, which is big ALEC piece of legislation. I don't know if ALEC's a dirty word to some people. To me, it's a great word. ALEC has been just championing all these innovative policy solutions at the state levels for years. I mean, they, they can't do enough good work for me. But this is what I will say. At the same time that they pass this great Hair Braiders uh, Freedom Act, they also say, if you want to be a massage therapist, though, you used to have to do 500 hours training. Now it's 650. And, oh, that same, uh, the same people that just got out of jail and, you know, maybe it would be a good idea for them to get, uh, get a training in a craft like massage therapy. Well, if they had a drug possession, apparently that's uh, grounds for denial of a license now. Oh. And so the same states that pass good reforms it's like they don't think about these things because then they'll turn around and do something terrible like this. I mean, isn't that just, it, it just drives me crazy. Indeed, yeah. You know, I see right here that um, Patrick Mahomes, quarter, super, bat, super Bowl winning quarterback for the Chiefs, uh, need, needed to get himself a haircut before he, he, uh, he, he played in the game. Oh, uh, you got it. You know, I said I played football at one point. It's always look good, play good. That's right. And he played good, didn't he? He looks oh, amazing. Guys, I mean, I, I hate the Chiefs, I, I but I will say, Patty Mahomes, he finally, I, I have this long-running theory that he has the night monster. He's been following him. He keeps losing night games. Super Bowl comes in, finally wins. But what, what, what yeah, are you going right. to say? So he got his hair cut before the game. Um, and the, and the, the reason that that is important is because his barber is licensed in Missouri, but not in Florida. Florida doesn't have that because they're a bunch of patriots. Uh, so some could Are you telling me the man flew his personal barber out, but because of these ludicrous occupational licensure laws and the lack of reciprocity, the man couldn't get a haircut? Well, that, that's what they will, that's what they want you to think. But the, in fact, he did get a haircut, which some people would probably say is illegal. Lock that man up. We should we should find this barber. And we should we lock should, him up. According to the government, that's yeah, what they want us to do. I mean, uh, practicing without a license to cut hair, even though, wow, when he, you know, when he went on that plane <laughs> to go from Missouri to Florida, I think he lost all of his skills. I don't think that man should should be allowed around hair. Now, the second that he breathed in that Florida air, he forgot how to cut hair. <laughs> I mean, I've heard plenty of things about Florida, but uh, losing hair cutting ability is now a new one. That's a new one. That's a new one. Florida man. Forgets how to cut hair. He's cut his own hair for years in any in any other state. Because Florida can't do it anymore. Yeah, you hate to see it, but hey, that man. Florida man always has the worst superpowers. So. That's right. Yeah, man. It's uh... <laughs> yeah, but I, it goes back to the point. What are these licensing 
restrictions and regulations doing? Nothing. You can find more about it when if you were to watch uh, an Oscar winning movie last night uh, or the other day. Uh, Hair Love is what it's called. And it was designed to bring attention to efforts to ban race-based hair discrimination. But if you're Patrick Mahomes' hair guy, he wouldn't even be protected. You know, actually, I think we should give Patrick Mahomes and Barber a medal for civil disobedience. Basically, I've, I've been hearing about civil disobedience for years. Uh, MLK wrote a whole letter from Birmingham jail. Mm. It's one of the premier pieces of modern political philosophy. And he wrote it all about civil disobedience while he was in jail. I'd say we give him the MLK honor. We should. All right. Yeah, for sure. Good civil disobedience. Civil disobedience is the only way you get anything done. You know, may, you know, you think about the founders dumping that tea in the harbor. Civil disobedience. Civil disobedience. I mean, I would hate if I had to pay uh, these arbitrary taxes and fees. Oh, do I still do that these days? I think I do. Mm. Mm. Maybe we should all stop at the same time. I think I need <laughs> to start dumping out my tea. Uh, having drank tea in a while, I don't think I will start now that no, I'm thinking about sure these I'm not going to do that. Mm. You know, I try. I actually participated in some civil disobedience recently. I uh, had a couple parking tickets. Um, <laughs> How did this one go for you? Well, uh, well, the first act of civil disobedience was not paying for parking which I thought was going to work. Because, you know, when the revolution happens, it's going to be over municipal parking enforcement. I heard the revolution will not be televised. And I don't know a single... Netflix, Netflix has thrown a lot of money out there, but I do not think they're going to cover municipal parking tickets. No, parking enforcement is the only thing that affects all <laughs> this. Also occupational licensing. But, <laughs> I, you know, and then I uh, I didn't pay it for a little bit. And then they came and they, they got me. They, uh, they set my car up to be towed. Wow. So then, yeah, so then they got their money out of me plus extra, just like they always do. I hate that for you. I know. I know. Wow. You can't you can't trust the you can't trust the government to leave you alone, especially <laughs> when it comes to uh, the egregious act of parking in a spot that Hey, you didn't have a right to that spot. The, the worst what is, do I have a the right worst, to? So I moved out here to D.C. and the worst thing is that they won't even let you drive your car out here. They will pull you over and tell you that just because your license, uh, your, your tags are a little expired, that they, they could throw you in jail for that. And uh, if you want to park your car out front of your house, you can't even do that. They'll no. tow you away no. from parking out front of your own property. There's not a single driveway in this city, so you've got <laughs> to park on the streets. Oh, uh, D.C. Oh. Yeah, it's a real, real issue, I tell you. Uh, parking... The prices of licenses in this city, everything is awful. I'm sure they're really bad on occupational uh, licenses as well. Oh, I'm sure every job here is protected. We don't, we don't get any local news out of Washington. It's all full of, it's Trump, just, Trump tweeted this, Trump tweeted that. You know, I just want to know what's going on on MC. Did John Bolton get enough time? Yeah, <laughs> right. John Bolton didn't get enough time. You hear from Hollywood, you hear from the liberal media, everything. It's a, it's a circus out there. <laughs> it is a circus. Um... But uh, you know that was that's that's what I, that was Thomas Bradbury and Jake Loft and I'm Jake Loft. I hope that you tune in next time for this. Uh, we'll uh, we'll cover some other things that are ruining America, like um, well I I, I I can go for hours on parking enforcement, but there are other stuff that's ruining America that we'll cover in the next episode. So tune in then. <laughs>